I'm going to argue with Jason that there's no such thing as a double switcheroo. Eh, Frank's a loser. Lodero. So I officially hate like 94% of Atlanta fans. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. I lost to the freaking cat team. Just a whisker. A whisker of a loss. Was that a rational RSL take from Jason? <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm probably the most rational RSL fan. You just got lawyered by a non-lawyer, bro. Hello, fantasy managers. You're listening to the 2019 Round 19 preview episode of the MLS Fantasy Insider. Uh, this episode is brought to you by CONCACAF. That's not a chokehold. It's just how we say hello. <laughs> uh, no, no, wait. Uh, actually, sorry. Uh, brought to you by MLSFantasyBoss.com and the amazing subreddit community of r slash fantasy MLS. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLS. LessFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by usual co-hosts, Michael Denton and Blaine Riffle. How you guys doing? I'm good. Doing well, Ray. Excellent. Uh, also, want to give a big hello once again to uh, everyone who's listening on YouTube. We've got a few people listening right now, so excited that you all here. Uh, if if you're catching this live, uh, well, actually, I was going to say tune in, but if you're not listening to us right now, you're not going to do that. Uh, Mike did this last week, so big props to him for figuring out something that was super simple that I've been trying to overthink for way too long, so I should have gone on vacation earlier, it seems. Uh, but he figured out about getting the, the live chat going during the recordings, and we're going to try to do that. We're going to try to keep it up. Uh, Maybe not every episode. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, tell me if you like the live chat. We'll we'll get it going. But Matt S. Strong. Let's do this. Let's do this. Uh, what I'm hoping to happen is during this show, we'll have a couple of straight up Q and A sessions where I'll just be just be asking chat to respond to us. But if you're tuned into us right now, listening to the live chat, feel free to just make comments as we go. I've got a little window up, so if you see me do this little dart dart thing, that's me trying to keep up with the with the chat, Patrick Smith there. Uh, but uh, we'll get some some Q&As during our review and again, some questions and interactions during our player pick section. So really excited for this. Uh, no guests this week as we test it all out. But I think we're gonna try to get Tim Shaw on the show soon. And uh, I think he'll be fun for this. So spread the word, spread the word. I'd love to get a bunch of people in chat and uh, just have it, have it be a fun time. But guys, hey. Round 18. Mike, thanks so much for, for doing all that, uh, getting Ryan in there and getting an episode out there. Um, how'd that work for you? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was fun. Um, always uh, nice to kind of try something out. <laughs> you know, new hosting, new recording. But um, I think a video chat will be good. And hopefully if Google Hangouts is ending in a month, we can figure out a new way to do it. And So you have have, have this new toy that we can play with for a month and then get rid of it <laughs> yeah i i kept sending ads on twitter but youtube never responded to me so bah, we'll figure it out we'll get something going if we have to go to skype or do or do some sort of ridiculous thing but we'll get it going if you guys here uh, uh let me know um oh matt sorry to say that you dropped from fourth overall to 45th that's captains very important uh okay round 18 i'm kind of bleeding into it that's just hey hashtag because mls that's how this works uh round 18 guys how did your teams do blaine um 170 points um looks like we ranked just outside the top 1000 um yeah i'm i can't complain a whole lot i saw some scores pushing 200 this week um, really, really falling off the pace with the leaders being 30 points back, but I did captain Vela, um, 
made a few good choices, mostly on defense, and really got some points there. Uh, my midfield did not live up to the hype. Vaco, Rusnak, and Gregus did not hit where I thought they would. And a lot of the advice I was giving with people talking about Martinez, I was like, well, throw Martinez on your lineup. If he's back for the first game, go with him. If not, Elise is a half a million cheaper, and you've got the money saved for it. Yeah, I didn't have either one of them, so that really hurt. Um, I missed it. I called out a few names thinking, Hey, these guys are going to be really good this week. They were really good this week. They just weren't really good for me this week. So, um, I'll take my 170. I think that's a respectable score, not as high as I would like it, but not terrible overall. Mike, uh, I got 162, so I did even worse than Blaine. Um, the only thing I did right this week was Captain Vela, which is weird to say 162. Um, I didn't do anything right. Um, I had two Minnesota players, and none, neither of them were the good Minnesota players. I had Dotson and Gregos. Um, I had I, I dropped Priz for Castellanos. Uh, I got talked into blessing over K, and that's how you fall off the pace. <laughs> there we go. Um, just a uh, right there, right there Matt S. There it is, blessing. That's it. Blessing yeah, I mean, blessing just got rotated, total dud despite LAFC pouring on goals. Same for Minnesota. I, I managed to pick three players or yeah, three players from teams who got tons of goals and they did absolutely nothing. Um, so yeah, I mean, it wasn't as bad as some of the other pitfalls. If you had like Maynard Figueroa or if you had uh, Kaku or something like that, but not a whole lot of people had that. So, I mean, I, I dropped pretty hard in the rankings. I think I'm outside the top thousand now, so I'm back where I was last season. Yay! <laughs> uh, well, unfortunately, I'm one of the ones who did have that. I had Figueroa there as as defense. Uh, I got 153, so the lowest of our group right here. I think that was pretty average score, uh, at least in in our head to head. Uh, depends on. I didn't check the the overalls this this week. I was a little busy this afternoon, but uh, 153. I'm I'm pretty happy. With that, I mean, solid score. Definitely people pushing 200s, like Blaine was saying. So awesome scores right there. But 153 is not bad. I hit with both my keepers. Ended up going with the wrong one in goal. Of course, the big question was if Stuver was going to get both games last week. People weren't sure. Uh, so I ended up – I saw him with his points, took a flyer with uh, um, Saniga. You guys know how that works with with me pronouncing names. Uh, took a flyer there with LAFC and uh, ended up getting ten points from him, twelve with Stuver, so not a big deal right there. Uh, but I had Figueroa, so so that sucked getting that red card. But I got eight points out of him. Went with Tenor Holman, got ten. Parkhurst Parkhurst was the big dud for me with with that just awful game that Atlanta had. Just pretty rough week for Atlanta in general for like the number one defense coming in to this round. Uh, so two points from him. But I had A.J. De La Garza on my bench as an option. He came in with 10 points for me. So I really appreciated that. Um, average with my midfielders. Actually wish I would have had Justin Merrim in my team instead of as an auto roo switcheroo option. Uh, but I had Morales. I had Gutierrez. Those guys worked out for me. And then just like uh, the rest of you, uh, Gregus and Vaco did not work for me. I did Captain Vela, 72 of my points right there. Also had Quintero. I was really high on Quintero last week, and he got six points, didn't really come through, and I think we'll touch on why that happened for some of these Minnesota players in our housekeeping section. So that's how that was. Uh, who do we got in chat right now? So we got Matt and Patrick. How'd you guys do? Uh, Patrick, 153 is what I had. Lost my head-to-head -head by one point. That's rough, man. I Ooh. feel that pain. I definitely... 
feel that pain. Uh, what about you, Matt? You're going to share your score. We'll see if Matt shares the score. Let's get to the head-to-heads. What we're he, waiting he for. Captain Morales. I, I can't imagine his score is too much higher. Than oh, that. I missed that. Oh, that's rough. Well, hey, Ooh. 28 points from there. That's pretty good. Um, I think I gained about three points in value, though. So oh, that was got great. 181. So he beat us. Oh well, there we go. Did you guys check <laughs> your values? Not Captain Bell and getting 181. Um, I'm at 107.3. I'm a little lower than that. I'm in 16 something. I'm at 105, which has been okay. the, the issue. I started off bad, and I just have have never oh. recovered. Like yeah. this week was a perfect example. I didn't have that to West up because I didn't have the extra million. So I went with blessing. So you. <laughs> yeah. Because Bilko, that, that definitely shaves you, Matt. That's that was a good he's been really good. Uh, yeah. really great pickup that I hope we talk about later. Yeah. While we're talking about value, I'll just jump into that. I think that's one of my saving graces this week is I went with um, a guy like Rusnak who lost me money, but I had Gregus who was on a off coming off a monster game. So his four points was still a plus five and the same with Vaco. Vaco got six points, but he was a plus two on that one. So I went with some cheaper players and I fit more of them in and the values were there for those cheaper players. And so that's kind of my one saving grace with the 170 is I was able to keep my value going in the right direction. Let's check our head-to-heads. Uh, I've got some notes right here. Mike, you lost to Steve McPherson. Uh, pretty awesome score, 162 to 199. I mean, if you're going to lose, that's the way to go out, I think. Uh, let's see here. Blaine, you beat Jamie Watson. So uh, those guys up there in Minnesota went 50-50 this week. Uh, but 170 to 107. That's that's very nice. Nice way to win. I, uh, I, I put lost in the in the notes here in the rundown, but that's, that's not right. I beat Matt Doyle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> beat him. I beat him. Matt Doyle. The, I guess, am I the fantasy armchair analyst now? I don't know. Uh, the boss of the armchair. <laughs> there we go. The, the armchair boss for this week. Not then it's over. Uh, 153 <laughs> to 149. So it was super close. Uh, I sent a tweet out that I don't, I don't know if, if Doyle saw it or not. It was just, just kind of fun. He mentioned on uh, the, the, uh, I guess the Brown Liquor Special Extra Time show that uh, he had. I think he changed out Gaetan at the last second from Chicago, and I was sorry, not sorry, uh, about <laughs> hearing that since since that would have been really great for him. <laughs> um, total, the top score this week was Steve McPherson from Minnesota, one ninety nine. So a fantastic score. There's now a four way tie for first place in our head to head league, uh, including Blaine in that mix right there. Uh, all three, four of those guys are three Oh and Oh, uh, but older goaler is at the top older goaler holding it down up there in, in Canada uh, based on points differential. So uh, heading over to Patreon. I appreciate you guys so much. Sorry for uh, the, the little hiccup at the beginning of this fall season. Uh, we've got 64 teams now. We're rocking a couple of games under our belt, and a bunch of you guys are tied. Guys and gals are tied to O and O. So not going to go through it all right now. There's so many of you of you people right there. So uh, get some more updates as soon as people start to break away from the pack. So thank you so much. Got an update for you all. I've got swag ordered. I've got to get the new stickers order that's taking a little bit longer than i expected but i've got new swag that's coming in uh i don't think i, I don't know if i previewed this or not but i've got some awesome koozies that are coming in that include a bottle cap opener with them and then some drawstring bags all of that mlsfi 
logoed, going to be available to our supporters at the various levels, including the 2019 sticker as well. Uh, so all that's coming. I'm hoping to get it out. Uh, fall was when I got it out last season. I'm going to see if I can go ahead and get enough stock and supply. And maybe I'll go ahead and order the 2020 stickers so I can have all that stuff ready for the spring season next year and just get that out a lot quicker. But thank you so much for your patience. I'm getting it all worked out. And it's really cool. I think you guys will like it when they come in. Try to say, yeah, that's right, Patrick. Nice. Um, I, I hope you guys like it. I mean, I love the drawstring bags. I always try to take something like that when I go to an FC Cincinnati game. I think it's super convenient. And you know we've got the pint glasses, and so I thought a super cool koozie with a bottle opener just, just kind of fit our general our general theme here of, of fun with fantasy. Drink responsibly. Uh, okay, let's let's talk <laughs> yeah, about... Water. This is drinking responsibly. <laughs> yes, please do. Please do our own brown liquor special. All right, let's talk about the takeaways from round 18. There was so much. So, Patrick, Matt, feel free to jump in at any time in the chat here. I'll, I'll look over to, to get your thoughts for what you want to hear us talk about or what mostly I want to know, what did you all take away from, from the chat? So same question, Mike and Blaine right now, what those guys are thinking. Uh, what were just some of your most surprising fantasy moments and what you think are the most important fantasy takeaways from round 18? Well, I think the surprising moment is the one thing we didn't get in the Gold Cup final that you alluded to, which was a whole bunch of red cards. <laughs> um, I mean, the Chicago one. just blew, blowing out Atlanta um, because of the red card situation. The Red Bulls suffering a bunch of red cards. Um, you know, th those that kind of skewed a bunch of games, which made it more because MLS. Uh, I think there were two in the Philly-Orlando game. Um, I mean, so plenty of fireworks before 4th of July. Uh, for this double game week. Um, so, I mean, I think that kind of skewed a whole lot. Uh, the only kind of thing I, I feel like to really watch out for is Chicago. Um, it's kind of been a running thing that Chicago has been accumulating a lot of expected goals, but not delivering with some really bad finishing. This was the first sign we've actually seen of them actually finishing uh, and delivering. Uh, I don't know if that's a dependable trend yet or not. Uh, but I think that's kind of something that I'll, I'll be watching for, and we'll talk about it more um, in the picks for this week. Blaine. Yeah, kind of surprising moment and big takeaway. Uh, FC Cincinnati puts up three on Houston and wins the game. Um, I don't know. if I didn't get to watch all of this one. I don't know if this is as much Cincinnati putting the attack together, which is going to happen from time to time, and managers need to watch out for it, or if this is just a testament to how bad Houston's defense can be on the road. I mean, they've been streaky. Especially without Figueroa. Yeah, without Figueroa, that's another huge piece there. But it's like Houston's defense is just so up and down, home and away both, especially away. They're a team that I really do look to bet against when I'm trying to make those uh, split decisions on who's – which, which team's got the little bit better offensive potential if it comes down to picking defenses. If Houston's there, I'm probably picking against them on those close games. And this just goes to reinforce that a little bit, that they went on the road, had some struggles, gave up three to one of the worst scoring teams in MLS right now. Um, keep, that, keep that in mind as we go through this season, because Houston has been showing this off and on this year and even last year as well. Yeah, I think I saw the stat was something like Houston's lost seven of their last eight away games. So yeah, they've, they've definitely struggled on the road and just road teams in general. So, I mean, I'm going to throw this question out right now. This Is this impacting you all thinking about LAFC coming up? I mean, road form. I mean, we saw, we saw success and failures on the road. I mean, LAFC has their two losses 
at the road, but generally they've been kind of immune to the road. We haven't seen the road thing as much. Um, what I think we saw a lot this week was road really hit teams harder because teams were, had a shorter bench because the international break was still going on. Um, I mean, we've had Open Cup. This is the time where a lot of teams are kind of stretched. Um, I mean, we saw it, you know, I'm a New York City fan. We saw it with New York City. They had got a bunch of injuries in the Wednesday game. They've had Open Cup um, this coming Wednesday. So they kind of had to rotate a little bit against Portland. They didn't win. So we, we saw lower scores for um, Maxi Morales, Tinner Home, stuff like that. That That's, I think, kind of maybe well, kind of the big takeaway is now we're starting to see teams get really, really stretched um, because of the accumulation of games. Now we're going to see a bunch of players come back in now that the international break is pretty much over. Um, unless you have someone who's involved in the African Cup of Nations, which I don't think anyone is, but I, I could be wrong. Because MLS doesn't publish a chart on that uh, anymore. Yeah, I forgot to look at um, But um, I, I think that's kind of the thing is we may be seeing teams kind of struggle a little bit more on the road because of that. Now, for LAFC, they're so far and ahead beyond everyone that I don't see road as enough of a um, deterrent. Um, for them, I mean, they could, we had that one slip up because they went to altitude at, at Colorado the first game off, and they came back and they just just crush everybody. So uh, it's, it doesn't scare me from LAFC. Other teams, maybe a little bit more so. As Matt says, or Pat Patrick says, ACV always Captain Vela. We'll get to that later, but no, that that FC Cincinnati, uh, one of the two biggest surprises for me. Uh, the first one was just Atlanta getting just smoked. At, at the very beginning of this game. Uh, but even that FC Cincinnati game, I mean, it was th- that that weird third goal that, that came in there and then the own goal as well. So it was still not exactly what you want to see. But uh, Ledesma definitely did really well there in midfield was something that helped all those rotations. Some of the absences, you guys are right. Houston's road form all, all fall in there. I feel like the next TIFO that happens up in FC Cincinnati just needs to be a, a giant version of the, the Game of Thrones shame bell and the listing of crests of teams that have been beaten by FC Cincinnati. <laughs> shame. shame. I, I think that would be great. Uh, no, that was – It is pretty bad to be losing to a team that's like, yeah, we're just going to take the next 18 months in tank and <laughs> get shed these contracts. It is. It's pretty rough. Uh, Chicago was one that I thought was an interesting – it's an interesting takeaway how they had that massive game at the beginning, but then followed up with a much closer game against Sporting. Was that right, Blaine? Uh, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, 1-0 they're... game after their massive game. So yeah. still some inconsistencies, like you guys were saying. Uh, all the red cards are, of course, huge takeaways for any people going forward. I know Mike will get that second. It's it's a weird week, really, for for these big moments because, as, as you guys were saying, people coming in, people not rotating – or people people coming in, people getting rotated because of MLS US Open Cup coming up. There's it, it makes it hard to take away, but I don't want us to overlook New England. They they've got arena now, they've got some form going. So I, I think this is a team people can look to a little bit more now, or at least consider some options. Switcheroo options likely are 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 something to consider right there. So um yeah, round eighteen was really weird. Uh Patrick, Matt, or anybody else who's joined us right now, did we miss something? Is there anything you want us to touch on more from this round? I Trying this new little format, I want to make sure we we kind of touch on the things that people want to listen to. If you're listening to the show right now uh, on SoundCloud, sorry for last week, uh, but 
and you're thinking, oh, I had a question. I wish I was I was asking right now. Join us next week. We're going to try this again, uh, as long as YouTube doesn't doesn't get rid of us. Uh, we're going to try it again, but but join us for these recordings uh, around 9:30 Eastern Standard Time. That might be a little bit hard for some people, but it works best for my complaint. Um, so join <laughs> us. I, I want to try to do this and ask some of these questions and, and get feedback from people. So uh, it's it's definitely it's definitely fun right now. I'm enjoying it, and I. And I hope that Matt and Patrick are, and I hope you guys have have shared this. New England at home is tough, is what Matt said. Um, do you guys want to say anything about New England before we move on? Blank, Matt. Matt, Mike. Um, other than it's it has a, I mean, other than Gill, we just haven't seen anyone from New England really come forward as a consistent fantasy option. Um, um kind of watching to see. Uh, unless Blaine disagrees with me. No, uh, I think I think Bunbury scored in five of the last six. Or he's got five goals over the last six. I think he's coming on as one of their best goal scoring options outside of Gill. Uh, well see that's the thing about Bunbury. He's he's very hot and cold. So like he scored I've got three out of the last five, but the ones he didn't score, he put up ones because he got yellow cards. <laughs> That's good. And I think, no, you're right. There's no clear standout from round 18. What up, Mac? Thanks for joining us. Uh, from There's no clear standout from New England, but they were just dismissed. I think we could all agree at the beginning of the season. It was just not even on your radar. Almost a team that you were automatically betting against. They're not that way anymore. They're getting some results. They're moving forward. There's rumors of signings. I think that's important to touch on a second. There's, there's rumors of signings. So uh, it's, it's a team that I just think as a fantasy takeaway is – it's it's worth considering before you start betting against them completely. So that's yeah. really what I'm going for. It's, this isn't a, a Bobby Warshaw Pulisic kind of thing. This this is just a measured a measured consideration. <laughs> Sorry, I can't go with that. Uh, all right, well uh, let's move on to the housekeeping. Keep the questions and conversations going, guys. Love love seeing it. So uh, this is a great week. We get a we get a breather. Enjoy it. Games don't start for round 19 until Friday, July 12th at 7 o'clock p.m. with D.C. versus New England. So that's that's a, a great breather, especially for us that are trying to push out some content. Uh, and I know it'll be time for everybody else listening to really consider what you want to do. And remember, the transfer window opens on the 9th. So there may be some signings, maybe some trading around. I, I don't know if any of those players may be interleague transfers if that actually happens. I don't know if any of those players would be available by the 12th, but they're going to start becoming available pretty soon. So keep keep that in mind. We're going to see some, lots of action going on uh, right here. And when I say I don't know if inter- interleague transfers will happen, I don't mean period. I mean before the, the window the game starts. So well, well, something I, I should, we should point out on that, if they've already announced the signing and they've been – you know, they put it on the scene and they're just waiting for it to be official. Those guys might start. For like, for example, New York City has a new midfielder, Mackie Stevens. They're probably playing him in the Open Cup <laughs> um, yeah. on Wednesday. So um, they'll be available if they've already signed the. Um, yeah, I don't want to pick any of them for fantasy. I haven't seen too many signings already outside of them, Mackie Stevens uh, and a bunch of players for the crew, which I don't know anything about. They're not, you know, big names that we would know of them. Um, so I wouldn't bet on them for fantasy, but just kind of be aware. Those are kind of players you need to like, okay, let me make sure he's not taking out someone's spot in case for some reason you're picking a Columbus crew player, which you probably shouldn't, but, um, 
just kind of see if anyone, because they will be eligible to play starting on the ninth. There we go. Uh, double game week teams, none. There are no double game week teams. Buy teams, none. There are no buy teams. So this is just, this is a chillax kind of a round that we haven't had for a long time. Uh, but there are still switcheroo targets. So if you're crafting your team and you're trying to just get a bunch of bench fodder or you're really looking for that guy to put in the field that'll give you the flexibility to do a switcheroo or an otteroo, take a look at Atlanta, the New York Red Bulls, and New York City FC. There are players between those three teams that are 4.0 that'll help you cover all the slots that you might be looking for. Uh, and they're going to give you that will give you the most flexibility for those switcheroos since they all play the latest games. Um, I think a lot of you guys know that listening to the show, but I like to point out these teams because sometimes, you know, you start looking at a team and you're like, I need a 4.0 forward. That is not something that New York city FC is going to give you. So uh, I'd like to point out those teams that, that had that flexibility for you. So look for those guys, U S open cup. We mentioned that. And I actually built my team before I went to look at the U S open cup. So I think I'm going to definitely be making some changes to what I have on, on my notes right now, but Atlanta, Orlando, New York City FC, Minnesota, LAFC, and Portland are all playing in the Open Cup. Uh, I know LAFC and Portland are playing against each other, and I think Orlando and New York City FC, Mike, is that right, are playing each other? Yeah, that's a big game. Uh, everybody yeah, else and Atlanta and Minnesota are playing USL squads. Yeah, so, but keep an eye on those. Uh, I think maybe that played a factor into some of Minnesota and some of the rotations and just some of what we saw last week, um, kind of saving up for that U.S. Open Cup, because that would be a great. I mean, Minnesota struggled so much those first few years. If they came in and did great in the Open Cup, I, I think that's worth saving up for. Um, let's see here, looking over there. Comments pretty quick. Oh, yeah, see what San Jose, San Jose does. That'll be good. Patrick. Yeah, Fiero. Uh, or Fiero? I think it's Fiero. Fiero. I was going to let you try that one, so... Get spread spread the flame of, of mispronunciations around. We'll get to that one in a second, Mac, talking about uh, some player options right there. Uh, Seattle's home this week. Ladero, yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there, guys. Don't worry. We're covering, we're covering the housekeeping right now. Uh, but I don't want to forget our, our, uh, our players to the north. Canadian Championship, Montreal, and Vancouver are also playing as well. Uh, during just kind of midweekish before the game starts, so that could factor into some of your considerations. Probably not much, but it might factor into some of your considerations. Uh, and that's that's what we got going on. So there's a lot of soccer going on, and there's uh, lots of stuff to factor in, lots of time to consider it. But we also have injuries and cards. And now, Mike, tell us about that. Um, well, let's see. I think the big one that might have bit a few people on this double game week was uh, Montero for Philadelphia ankle injury. He was day to day. Um, not sure about his status going forward. Um, we mentioned uh, the rotation. Uh, it's been the biggest problem for New York City, who's got a lot of injuries this week. Um, now, Morales and Tinnerholm are going to get rotated for that Open Cup game. Um, but as far as injuries, it's Matriza. Uh, he's going to be out for a few weeks. It looks like Sands is going to miss towards the end of the month. Um, Abair is supposedly coming back for them. Uh, he's supposedly going to be available for the uh, Open Cup game. And Tajuri Shradi, who missed Saturday, is also supposedly coming back. Um, the big issue, we talked about it, is red cards. I I'm not going to go into all of the red cards that happened on Wednesday uh, because those suspensions have already been served. Now, if Disco decides to hand out 
um, additional suspensions. That's something to be aware of, but that's something you just need to track for the end of the week. You know, for example, Kaku was suspended uh, with his fight for Figueroa. I don't think he's going to be suspended, but we'll see. Um, who knows what Disco is going to do? They've been very inconsistent with their additional suspensions this year. Uh, but the red cards that suspensions still have to be filled. Um, two Acostas, Lucho Acosta for DC United and Kellen Acosta for Colorado. Also, Montero for Vancouver is also suspended. Um, those are the only red cards I know of. I kind of double-checked uh, before we came on the air. Um, and I don't think there's any other big injuries that would affect uh, fantasy-wise. Uh, like we said uh, earlier in the show, um, other than the African Cup of Nations, all the other international tournaments are done. All of those players should be coming back. Um, I, I would expect all of them to be available unless they picked up some sort of injury. Um, really, the only player I know of who that would be a concern of is Josie Altidore. And I really don't think he was injured. I don't know what Greg Berhalter is thinking, but I'm sure we don't want to go on that rant because we'll spend 20 minutes talking about his terrible substitution pattern. But um, that's the only person I would be concerned about at whether or not he actually has an injury. But uh, we'll see about that. All right. Thank you so much, Mike. Let's get on to our round 19 preview now. Uh, thanks for joining us. Matt had to head out there, FC Breezy. He says, see you all back in the top 50. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. That's the kind of quality players that we have here in the in the fantasy league. We've got, got some top quality players in the top 50 right there. Uh, no, so, so guys, uh, already got a couple questions here about some players. If you're listening live on the show right now, just start throwing out some questions. We'll get to them as we start going through our list right here. Starting out like we usually do, guys, uh, just some general questions. I want to know three things. Players you're definitely going to avoid. Uh, what what game, which game, which game you think is the best one for fantasy points? And then an extra one this week. Uh, are there any away teams on your roster? That was, that was sort of a question that I saw on Twitter. So, uh, Blaine, kick it off with you. Um, yeah, let's start with the bottom question because it's easiest. Uh, away teams on my roster, yes, absolutely. I think there's a couple of teams you got to look at. LAFC for starters is definitely a must be on the in, on the radar. They're playing too well together. Um, Vel is an obvious inclusion. If you're still playing the value game, Rossi's another obvious inclusion. He's coming off that as long as he starts. He's got a good chance at points in this one. And there's almost no chance of him not getting at least a .4 increase this week, if not the full .5, even with a terrible game. So playing the value game, there's some options there. Um, I actually, with the Open Cup going on, I am looking at a potential Columbus Crew starter on the road to Orlando. Um, Orlando's defense has been shaky even at home. Um, I don't think you can really trust the Columbus defense at this point, although they have signed a new goalkeeper who may or may not be ready to go this weekend. Sure, so. Um, yeah, uh, really, really big pickup for them. Um, if he's ready to go this weekend, that could be huge for their defense. Otherwise, um, not looking at that, but it just that one, that one's kind of striking me as a good one. Um, and then uh, New York City against uh, the Red Bulls. A uh, big rivalry game, but uh, that's home turf for both of them, really. And I have not been impressed with the Red Bulls' defense this season so far. And I think this is a chance where you can get some New York attackers in there and really steal some points on the road. Any players to avoid? Hard? Like a hard um, pass? No is an okay answer. Yeah. Um, Houston's about the only team that's jumping out at me as like a hard pass this week. Um uh, 
they've got too many options, and the LA the LAFC defense has been pretty strong. Um, I think it's just way too much of a crapshoot on getting the right player from Houston, even with a home game. Getting bolstered by Zimmerman. Mike, same questions your way. Um, I mean, we're talking about teams to avoid. Yeah, players. Players to avoid. You can make it a whole team if you want, but any players that's like – Yeah, I mean, I, I – yeah. Um, I'm going to avoid DC United. I, I, I agree with Blaine's picking Houston. Um, I, I think DC United is another one. Um, I'm also staying away from the Galaxy. I know they're at home, uh, but San Jose, I th- thought, beat them pretty handily um, a few weeks ago. Uh, and even though they're getting Jonas Santos back, I, I don't think that's going to be enough to get enough service to Zlatan. Uh, I think if you can cut out that service, you can render them pretty uh, ineffective. Um also, in is kind of a general rule. Um, I thought a lot about Open Cup, and I'm not letting it make any of my decisions this week. Okay. Um, and, and the reason for that is that I think New York City is going to rotate um, and be more fresh for the Derby. Um, you know, Sean Johnson, I don't think is going to play. Towns is not going to play. Um, Morales, Tenor Home. So I think that game, I'm just going to kind of evaluate it on its own merits. Um, Portland is at home, and they've been such a strong defensive team. I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference. Uh, Atlanta and Minnesota are at home playing against USL teams, so I don't think it's going to wear on them too badly. I think they'll probably try to get away with as many um, B-team, B-type players as as they can, and I don't think anything is stopping LAFC unless there's some sort of injury. So to me, I, I don't think it's that big of a deal, and I'm not. I don't trust Columbus whatsoever. Uh, I, I kind of disagree a little bit with Blaine. I'm. I'm kind of. A, I think that's a trap game. Columbus has just been so poor. Even as with as the struggles Orlando's had, I don't think there's much that they can take advantage of there. So, that's kind of my big avoidance this week. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the players you like for this week. So, starting out with keepers, defenders, and your potential shutout options. Uh, I mean, and. And maybe Chicago's going to play into your guys' thinking here. I, I want to know what you think there. But, uh, Blaine, let's kick it off with you. Yeah, um, I didn't really see too many shutout options that I like this week. Um, I, I think every home team has a pretty good shot at goals. I don't really like any of the road teams um, to go in somewhere and get one. Chicago might be one of the top teams. Chicago and LAFC really are probably the two top teams for potential shutouts here. Um, so let that influence your picks as you want to. Um, that's with those two, but there's so many attacking options there. that it's really hard to get away from these two teams and just load up on defense. And then you get to price, uh, prices on everybody, but, um, going with some, uh, Goalkeeper this week, I've got Evan Bush out there as an early as an early uh, start. Um, Toronto, with or without Josie, I think he should be back. He should probably play. I don't see any reason for him not to, but you never know. Bearhalter pulled him off. He's been struggling with fitness a little bit. It sounds like um, he should be back, but I just see this as a chance for Bush to really face a lot of shots, pick up some bonus points. Uh, he's a 5 million starter. I like my starters that are going to face a lot of shots. They'll pick up those bonus points. They may not get me the six, seven, eight from a clean sheet, but they'll likely pick me up four or five. And that's what I'm looking for here to save a little bit of money for some of the other attackers that I'm going to want later. Um, that does give me the option to run a keeper if I want to, depending on how the other lineups go. And I can always switch into somebody later, like a Clark from Portland. 
against Colorado at home. So there's some options there. Um, as far as defenders go, I am I'm locking in Calvo at 6.5 for Chicago. Um, like I said, I think this is one of your clean sheet chances. But he just came off of a 14 and a 2. I think it was a 14 and a 2. And that's going to be a pretty good average no matter what he does. If he gets a clean sheet here, you're looking at a price rise again. I think that's really good here. And then I'm doubling up with Vancouver hosting Sporting. Um, Nemeth has been benched for poor form. They've let a midfielder in Croise, uh take the starts. Uh, he scored a couple of goals. But I kind of like the way this defense is working with Vancouver, and I think they can really do some damage against Sporting. Some of this will depend on if Russell is playing. I think he should be back, but they may be giving his leg a little bit of rest. But I've got Godoy and Adnan. I think they're both good bonus point producers, regardless of giving up a goal or not. And I think their prices are kind of middle of the road i was struggling to find cheaper guys so that's what i'm going with um like i said i think a lot of the other games are going to be trap games and i don't see a lot of clean sheets here so you're starting to look for bonus point potential from the rest of your teams mike what about you um i'm still kind of playing around with my defense Uh, i kind of do agree with blaine i don't see a whole lot of clear-cut uh clean sheet shots um, and, and frankly, the one where I'm I'm kind of more inclined to do that would be LAFC, but they're on the road, um, and the issue is with Zimmerman coming back, they get you you lose Blackwood and have that you lose that really um, value option, uh, and you know especially with my budget issues, I really need the cheap defenders, um, so that's where I kind of looked um, for keeper right now. I have Vega in there, um, like I kind of said earlier. I don't I think San Jose has a good shot uh, at frustrating uh, Zlatan. Uh, and Vega's only six million, um, so he's not too bad a, of an expensive keeper. Um, I have Fantas from Sporting Kansas City, four point seven. Uh, especially with Vancouver not having Montero, uh, I think that might be one of your better clean sheet shouts. Uh, I agree with Blaine about Calvo um, coming off the points, um, and he's also one of those defenders who seems to have a shot uh, at some offensive points too. So I really like him this week. He's kind of one of my only splurges. Uh, and then right now I have Dielna from Portland. Um, he played in the shutout uh, against New York City, um, but he hasn't been a consistent starter. I kind of have him as a placeholder to kind of see um, what happens there. And then I have Kashia from uh, San Jose on the bench. Um, again, I like Sporting Kansas. Uh, sport, excuse me, uh, San Jose's uh, clean sheet shout, and he's only five point five. Some good options. Uh, so you guys, I think, can really. Uh, sympathize here with uh, Patrick. His baby woke up and he had to miss a whole segment of our show. So that's, oh. that's the life you guys live right yeah. now. Uh, but Mac, Mac Box sent us a question here. He says, what about the Philadelphia back line? They're going up against Real Salt Lake. Uh, I don't like Eastern Conference teams going to, to RSL. Um, they tend to struggle a little bit more uh, with the uh, altitude. Um so that, that's just kind of my concern uh, there. Also, I don't know what the status of Montero is, and that's kind of one of those things where the offensive player can have defensive implications because they're not as much of a threat going forward. Um, no, I mean, RSL is also pretty good at home and at least getting a, a goal. Um, and with the way Philadelphia's defense is, they're kind of pricey if they don't get that clean sheet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so – Real good. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, if the fixture was reversed and this was in Philly, I think we'd all be talking about Philly being must-own defenders at this point, if you can afford them. Um, but when you start looking at Rusnak and Crylock and Sosedo 
coming at you. That's that's a goal waiting to happen. And Philly has been exploited by that type of play this year. They usually do pretty well and they can get the wins, but they've been exploited by that type of play. I don't see RSL getting shut out at home in this one. Fair comments. Uh, you guys have covered a lot of the defensive options. I, I know Calvo was one of the first players I added to my team. Uh, over Up in keeper, I'm actually also looking at Kronholm, who is the Chicago goalkeeper. Uh, 4.9, pretty good value right there. Uh, maybe factor into the keeperoo switcheroo situation like Blaine's talking about working out. That's a pretty easy easy fit. Um, uh, maybe Minnesota has some good options. They've, they've had some decent defense in the past. They did allow some goals this week. Boxel, not too bad option, 4.9. Uh, if you do want to go with RSL, I mean, you've got, I guess you got Lennon. Uh, just look at that. He's a 4.4 player. If you want a value player, that's a team at home. Um, but I think you guys have covered uh, a lot of the best options. Uh, I think I think Vancouver is a sneaky one, Blaine. That's that's an interesting one that I had not thought a lot about that um, going down through here. What about Seattle? Uh, we've got we've got some questions already. People talking about about Martinez, and if if you're thinking about Martinez later, no spoilers. <laughs> then I know that's going to make you maybe not go with Seattle. But should people be considering some Seattle coverage this week? Uh, there's one piece of news I heard today that would definitely make me change my mind on Seattle a little bit. Um, well, actually, two. I guess Gressel took a knock in the last game, so if he's not healthy, that's one to keep an eye on. Uh, but I heard that uh, Pity might be going on loan in this transfer window. Like, yeah, like they're yeah, and I don't know if that's just a rumor. I did see it. I didn't really take the time to dig in and confirm it, but that was a. That was the talk going around that he may be going on loan, like he has lost favor, even though he's been. I mean, he got a seven in one of those games last week, so it's not like he's not producing all the time. But <laughs> I wish that's what I want. I wish, like, yeah, coach, coach, why are you trading me, dude? You but, have not scored over a five on your fantasy team for the whole thing. That's you're gone. You're gone. That's that's really all that matters. But but no, I mean, if that's going to happen, that's really going to change the locker room a little bit. That could be really good for Atlanta. Or that could be really bad for Atlanta, trading or loaning out one of your high-profile signings because he's not playing well. So, kind of, those are the two names I'm keeping an eye on this week as the week goes through. If I see either one of those two or both of those guys are having some turmoil, yeah, I think it is time to start looking at some Seattle players, especially a guy like Leardham who's been banging in goals all season, putting up some good defensive numbers. Thought, yeah, Lerdum, that's one of the ones in particular I was considering if you were going to look at us at Seattle defense. That's wild. I'm just thinking right now how funny it is of how so much sometimes after we play this game for so long that we start viewing the entire game through through the fantasy lens like when when Giovanni Joe Santo – sorry, I, every time, every every freaking time, when, when Jonathan Dos Santos scored that goal last night, the first thing I thought was, why does he never do that when he's on my fantasy team? <laughs> Come on. So it's just funny how you just 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 fall into a nerd them after all that. Okay, let's move on to one thing I'm working on Seattle. They, they are pretty pricey. I don't think there's you don't have a solid pick in there under six million. Um unless I mean I think Ariega is maybe the most dependable, the cheapest dependable one at six million. Um, so you really got to you're, you're going to pay a, a pretty high price to to get into that defense. That's my only concern um, with t- buying that ticket, especially against a team in Atlanta. I know it's a big long road trip. Atlanta has the Open Cup game, 
that like I had Seattle to start with, and I took him out just because I couldn't afford it. So and it's so late money, in the week. It, that's a lot of money to tie up for something so late in the week when it might be right. weird. So yeah, good point. Uh, well, let's stay with Seattle because we're going to be talking about midfielders now, and I've oh, we already had a couple of questions coming through here. People asking about Ladero. So I think specifically Mac was asking us Ladero versus Jmart. So uh, let's talk midfielders, Mike. Who do you think? And then also, I think you already mentioned Lucho Acosta. That was a specific question we had, and he's got he's not back. Yeah, Lucho Acosta should be suspended. Um, Actually, that kind of makes me almost wonder if I should have some New England defensive coverage this week because DC's kind of really struggled um, when, when they can't get uh, passes to Rooney. But since we've already talked about defense, let's talk about the midfielders. Um, people in the chat talk about Ladero. They talked about Gaetan. Uh, I absolutely agree. Um, I mean, we've talked about Cincinnati's defensive problems. Uh, I mean, I know Chicago's very hot and cold. I'm willing to kind of gamble on Chicago this week because – they're pretty cheap, so if something happens, great. I'll take the high upside. Uh, I mean, Ladero showed what he's got before, and this week he gets Rui Diaz back. He gets Jordan Morris back. He gets, all of a sudden, all the players from Seattle. So I think we'll see Seattle kind of return to form that we haven't seen in like a month and a half um, because they've had so many injuries and so many international absences. Uh, and then I have Kay from LAFC. I'm not going to make the same mistake two weeks in a row. Um, I know Houston's better at home, but I, I don't think Houston has shown enough for me that they can stop this LAFC machine. Uh, Houston hasn't really shown that to me. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm just going to keep rolling with K. Uh, and then on the bench, I have Kevin Molino. Um, I, I think Minnesota's kind of on an uptick. Uh, they seem to be getting some things together. Uh, Molino's had some good productions uh, the past two weeks, and I closed that window right before we started talking about it. I think it so, is uh, a six, couple five, of goals and two assists. Yeah, 6-5 and 11, uh, which is really impressive because he only came on for subs uh, in the past few uh, games. 29 and 7 minutes. Yeah, so, I mean, he's had an impact in substitution, uh, and I, I'm not too concerned about – um, I mean, maybe if he goes like 90 minutes, I, I might switch him out uh, midweek. Um, but, I mean, we know he's a big favor of Adrian Heath. They spent a lot of money, if you remember right, to get him up. So he's definitely going to be a player that Adrian Heath wants uh, to get in and get involved. And so I, I, I can see him having some success uh, against Dallas. Nice. Blaine. Yeah, I think I'm taking a little bit different approach this week. I think Gaetan uh, is an early pick. Um, just because of the numbers he just put up, uh, 9.6, that's not bad, playing the one of the worst defenses in the league. Got to go with it. Uh, I'm a big fan of Valeri this week, though. Um, really just Colorado again, at, versus Colorado at home, chance for big points here. Um, Mike put Molino on the bench. I think Molino is one of those uh, must-starts this week. I think the offense is really running through him nicely right now. Uh, I think they put up three goals in each game last week. Um, not going to shy away from that at all when he's playing the way he is right now. Um, I'm kind of waffling here. Um, I actually kind of like Nani this week. Um, just for the price, um, you don't get a lot of a lot of better potential for that price, especially against the Columbus backline. I mean, I'm going to be watching that goalkeeper situation in Columbus again, but I really just think this is a chance for a lot of goals in that game both ways. And then my my fifth spot's kind of up in the 
air at the moment. I've got uh, Fernandez or Jerso Fernandez from Sporting in there just to see. Um, I didn't find anybody else at that price point that I liked too much better than him, but that's definitely just a placeholder at the moment, and that may get shuffled into a forward spot, which I'll talk about in a minute. Nice. Well, again, you guys have touched on a lot of what I was already thinking. Maybe that's that's the danger of this. I mean, in my team right now, Gaetan, Nani, Valeri, Ladero. So I had a lot of that stuff right there. I, I thought about Molino. I had him there. Uh, that That's some great production that, that he has going. So uh, lots of good options. Uh, we've got Nat's Auto Machine right here. Nani, a risky choice. Open Cup game on Wednesday, and he'll probably play 90. Mike, you already said that Open Cup was not factoring in. Is that the same for Orlando? Well, yeah, because Orlando already rotated. That That's why, like, if you paid it, I mean, Orlando has had some, like, travel issues, and they had the late game against Philly. But um, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to pull it up uh, real it's, quick. It's I, a I home. It's a home game for Orlando too. You got to think yeah, about that. Playing double game. home this week. It's a yeah. It's a home game there, and then I'm just trying to double check to see if Nani even started. Um, yeah, Nani didn't start um, this past weekend, so I feel like Nani's already gotten his rest. So I'm not concerned about that. And I mean, I don't like. Like I said, New York City's kind of looking at this game as they're going to rotate. Because we didn't talk about. I think New York City might want to lose the Open Cup game. Um, and the reason I'm saying that is because the semifinal is August seventh, and New York City has a match scheduled against Houston on August eighth. So I don't think MLS is going to let them reschedule that game. So I don't know if New York's how motivated New York City is to play this thing. Oh, that would be strange. I mean, that that derby is is huge right there. Yeah. So. Derby is huge, so yeah. You guys, uh, K is is definitely my favorite LAFC midfielder. Uh, Atuesta has still had some production, not as great as it has been in the past, but I think K is the easy go to. I talked about him in my last uh, fantasy newsletter as well that he came out there. Um, going through here, I mean, if you, if you want to go a super flyer, I guess you could look at FC Cincinnati. I I don't know. I mean, like I said earlier in the show, Ledesma's been doing some good things there in midfield, really helping with some connection. But I, I think that's that's too risky for my blood as well. Dallas could have some good value options in midfield. Uh, they have several players that could be sold. So keep an eye on their lineup. You might find some bench options uh, if Minnesota does have some rotations with, with Open Cup. But you could have some good options right there. Um, I'm just checking real quick. If you don't want to go with Valeri, uh, you can always look at Blanco. He's, he still has some good production next to Valeri if you need to save some money right there. And can I then, one more flyer? Yeah, go ahead. Pozuelo with um, Bradley and Josie Altidore if they come back. That's a good point. Um, Montreal has not been the defensive team that they were in the beginning. Um, I mean, he's 10.5, which isn't cheap, but that may be cheap considering his potential. Um, so I think that might be an outside the box uh, thinking if 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 Josie comes back and Josie yeah. said he was fine. So, but oh, man, that's that's, that's that's the tough part. Then I mean, maybe that makes you go down to one forward instead because I'm like I'm looking at at the midfield right now that I have with two guys that are nine point five or up, and then two guys who are eleven point five and up, and so to drop in another ten million player right there, I'm either upgrading one of those nine fives who I still kind of like Nani and Gaetan. Or really cutting back on on one of your second forward options to do that. That's that's a tough one. Mm -hmm. That's a tough one. Five midfielders. Ooh, that's tough. 
Uh, I'll see, see Patrick Smith has uh, has pa- has Pozuelo in there right now. That's right. No, I'll be I'll be honest. Like it kind of it kind of fell off my radar with some of the struggles that have been going on. I wasn't I wasn't thinking that. And the I, I mean, just I'm just so predisposed to looking down that left side of the screen because I like the home players. So uh, what about yeah. Paul Ariola? That's what Nats is asking us. Yeah, Nats. Um, I'll I'll jump on that one really quick. I Ariola looked pretty good for the national team. If he comes back in and replicates that form with DC, they can do a lot of damage with him. Um, with Acosta out with the red card. I think this opens up for the other DC midfielders to step up. Ariel has got to be the first guy I would be looking at. Uh, the other guy who should be back in the squad this week is Lucas Rodriguez. And I know yeah, we didn't leave him yep. there, but I think he's at what six, uh, 6.9 right now, which is a steal for the production he was getting at the first part of the spring season. It's a good one. Yeah. Like he was one of those guys that was pushing the 10 million mark when he started the season. And then he's tapered off since then. Um, Either one of those two guys in the absence of Acosta could be the next big guy to step up in midfield. And I really think if you want to go with one of those guys, they're early enough. You'll get to see the score if you've got the money for a switcheroo, especially with a guy like Rodriguez. But yeah, I like I like Ariola this week. I just I don't trust DC enough right now to have him in there over some of the other guys on my list. But yeah, he was shortlisted for me as a potential starter this week. All right, we're going to play hard at Gold Cup. So that that's my kind of concern about him. He I mean he had a that's lot fair. of duty, a lot of running. Yeah, he put in a lot of time. So let's move on to forwards. A uh, lot of questions from chat about uh, J Mart. So let's lump this this question in here. Uh, people want to know is Vela worth it? And then uh, rank Zlatan, Vela, Rooney, and J Mart. Blaine. Um. Okay. Uh, Vela is definitely worth it, and Vela's number one. <laughs> that's a, it's that's a, that's an easy question. Uh, I, I mean, I, yeah. I mean. Um, with the way teams have been playing lately, um, Zlatan, Rooney, and uh, J-Mart, um, Sounders get their full squad back, which includes uh, Roldan. The defense is all coming back. J-Mart's going to slide into that. J-Mart's going to slide in that fourth part, fourth spot. Um, the other two, it's kind of a toss-up. Where do you want to put them? Um, I don't have any of those guys in my roster. Um, you're, you're, yeah, you're too pricey, you. but, um, I think, I think I trust the new England defense a little less than I trust the San Jose defense. So I think I'd put Rooney two and Zlatan three this week. I mean, of that, of that group, I think, I think you're, you're probably saying the right things, but yeah, uh, talking, not talking about Rui Diaz, not talking about, uh, <clears throat> blanking Portland. Help me. Fernandez. Oh, Fernandez. There we go. Fernandez. Thank you. Uh, not talking, not adding those guys in this list. I think you're right. Is is a pretty big snub because I think those are guys are definitely worth considering. Probably over a couple of those names this week. Uh, Mike, what does your rankings come in? Then I'll get you guys to tell me who your picks are. Um, I, I would say about the same. I mean, I, I I trust San Jose a lot more than I trust um, New England because San Jose's already shut out Zlatan. So um, so that. So yeah, I, I, that that would be I would have him last. All right, let's do this. Blaine, who are you? Thinking? So so my whole roster, like Vela's in there, but the rest of the roster, and there's a lot of shuffling that's going to happen on this second forward spot, and it depends on if he starts. And that's CJ Sapong. Oh, um, good pick. Huge round, twelve points this last round. He's going to have a decent average. He's coming in at a seven point three, which is huge, and he's going to and he'd be going up against Cincy. Um, this is a huge opportunity for him to score some points if he starts. 
And that's the thing. They could put uh, Nikolic back in there, and this could shatter my whole roster. And if they do, I'm probably switching Sapong out for Zardes. Like I said, I like Columbus this week. He's kind of my third forward that I want at that price point. I can't really afford to get up into the Fernandez or the Rui Diaz this week for Portland and Seattle. I just, I wish I could, but I can't really afford to get to those right now. So I'm looking at that next tier down. And I think Zardes on the road coming back from gold cup uh, against Orlando is going to be okay. Um, So I'm going to put this all in here because my whole roster hinges on the forward. And I just want to give a little insight here. If the pong doesn't start, the money probably switches over to um, Zardes. I have to pay a little bit more, which I have in the bank, but that means I get to start saving money and changing things around. And I'm going to bring in Kronholm as a defender to fill up that, or as a goalkeeper to fill up that third Chicago slot, because I think you have to have three Chicago players this week, which then frees up more money elsewhere, which is going to kind of have a domino effect on the midfield. And I'll probably be able to upgrade and get K in the lineup in midfield. So just, just a little insight on how my brain works when it comes to these forward decisions. It's, it's one of those crazy ones that I really think I really want Sapong. And if I don't get Sapong, I'm going to get everybody else I want on the back end of my roster. I'm just going to put Vela and CJ in my notes for you. That works. <laughs> um, I also have uh, Vela and Sapong. Um, now, I on my bench, I have a Ford we haven't talked about, but I think we probably should because he's probably a must own this week. And that is Toy of Minnesota. 5.5, he's coming off of four, excuse me, um, two, three goals, two assists in his last three games. Um, he was substituting, substituted uh, two games, started uh, the last game, 10, 4, and 13. So I have him on my bench because I don't know what his status is as far as starting or not, but he's been a big part of what Minnesota's success has been recently. So um, at 5.5, he's a really easy bench option to throw in there. I'm, you know, I'm not sure I really understand this price rise system, but I think he's almost certain to get a price rise at that. Fingers crossed about that. I mean, if he got um, a a 13 last time, I think he'll get a price rise. But um, so yeah, so I, I think he's a pretty easy option to put on there. Uh, if, for example, you have a Sapong and all of a sudden he doesn't start and you need to scrub him, uh, that's something to think about. Very nice. Uh, let's see here. I was just doing some crazy things with my lineup, trying to see if I could do five five midfielders with Pozuelo in there. Uh, <laughs> I did have Quintero as a potential option this week, depending on what happens in Open Cup. He still has been on good form, so uh, <clears throat> I think a little bit rough last week, but I think Quintero is a name you could throw around. You guys mentioned a lot of them already. I, I'm not high on on J Mart this week. I know that was uh, a common question that I had there. Patrick talks about J Mart's always been better at home, very unpredictable away. I agree with that. Um, so I, I think there are better options for your forwards. Uh, Vela, I think is is fantastic to to bring in. He's he's right. Yeah, uh, ACV just like we talked about. Always Captain Vela. He's he's going to be an easy one. And if you miss out on him, you're going to put yourself in the hole even more so there. Um, I would put uh, Fernandez and probably even Rui Diaz over J Martin Rooney. Um, Zlatan is the curveball for me. I, I kind of agree with uh, let's see what we have. Whoever, whoever said it, I'm bad at looking through the chat right now. Whoever talked about, uh, I think it was Nats. Yeah. Nats was saying that Zlatan will be out for revenge against San Jose. So 
that weighs in my mind. Zlatan does get mad and he throws out big words. And a lot of the times he backs it up, but sometimes he doesn't. And, and that man mark system with San Jose has been driving teams nuts. And it is a fact that if he can't get that service, he can't really do what he likes to do. And, or it's a lot harder for him to do. Uh, he, he can, but it's a lot harder for him to do what he likes to do. And, and that could still mess them up just like it did before. So I am willing to not have Zlatan to have Vela. I think that's what it comes down to. And I think that there's better point generation option potential from the midfielders that we have than necessarily from Zlatan. So um, they're not high there. I love that toy pick though, Mike. That's that's fantastic. I really do want to try to work that in there. 5.5 should be easy to work in. Not for all of us. But, uh, <laughs> Should be easy. Joseph, who is J-Mart? Oh, yes. Sorry, Jojo. Uh, Joseph Martinez. Uh, we throw out some some abbreviations here sometimes. So, yeah, if anyone's listening to the show ever gets confused, hit us up on Twitter. Put, send a message on Reddit if you don't understand some of the abbreviations that we have. Uh, happy to explain some of these things. Uh, ooh, thoughts on Bilko. Pris Bilko. Colorado. Uh, kind of the same issue. Well, we talked about, I mean, Philly on the – road um Shibilko, Dallas, isn't it? that's what it is i'm saying I'm, all these p's and everything it's shibilko isn't it the the other issue is does montero play um because montero's had a big uh, role in his success as well so i mean i know he scored without montero um but i mean that was against orlando uh, at home so that would be the concern there but i don't think he's a bad option if you know because he's i guess he's around eight huh yeah, he's at eight. So if if Sapong doesn't work out, he, he's kind of a good, cheaper option, you know, because he's probably, probably get a price rise. Yeah, I can see that for like a Sapong alternative before you go with Zardes. But I mean, with with all the big name players who are coming back this week that we've already talked about, like it's it's hard for me to not go with Fernandez to get Shabilko or or not go with with Rui Diaz or mm-hmm. or someone like that to get. Shibuka. I mean, he's, he's yeah, doing great though. Or to drop some of the midfielders. Uh, I mean, I guess that's what it would have to be. It would have to be a midfielder. Are you going to do like, don't go for Pozuelo or don't go for Valeri and try to hope you get something with 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 one of the forwards to offset that and maybe run with three forwards. Hey, yeah. nine million will be cheap too. Yeah. The other thing you got to worry about is don't get caught up on just the recent form uh, because Pico has had some of the goals for Philly as well. They're not a one man striking unit out there. They've got several guys that are, that are scoring for them and they kind of go in waves and one guy will score one game, one guy will score the next, but I do like him or Pico. If you're looking at this one for a little bit cheaper option, um, some people don't like my Zardes pick, which is fine. Um, but yeah, that he would be in that price point. Um, I would say if you're looking at somebody like him for your lineup, you've probably spent your money in the midfield, which is great. Um, if you are planning on spending the bulk of your money in the midfield, yeah, you're going to have to look at somebody like this, like I'm doing with Sapong and a backup in Zardes. And so if you're in that boat, yeah, I think either one of those two guys from Philly would be a good addition to a roster to get that second forward in there without having to try to cut money elsewhere. All right, guys, let's wrap this up. We're hitting around that hour mark with our captain picks. Blaine. 
Oh, I have no idea. Vela on the road looks good. Valeri at home looks good. And um, I expect Gaetan to actually absolutely murder Cincinnati. So uh, it's really a toss-up between those three. Gut told me to put it on Valeri before the show, so that's where it currently sits. But this is definitely an Ask Lily week, and we'll let her pick my captain. Mike? ACV. Always Captain Bella. Yep, I'm in the same spot right now. Uh, you may be able to convince me that going with the Gaetan might be an interesting differential pick, uh, but ACV. Always Captain Bella right there. All right, thank you guys so much for uh, chatting tonight. Thank you guys so much in the chat. We'll hang around a little bit and, and do some chatting off, off recording with you before we wrap everything up. But uh, let's wrap it up with plugs. Blaine? Um, nothing for me this week. Mike? Uh, just the same at uh, hashtag MLS injury news, uh, especially with the red cards. If you see it, that, that always helps for sure. And of course you can check out everything I do over at MLSfantasyboss.com. I should be back on the radio this week. Usually with these weekend games, I'll go over to uh, the Jason Davis and talk about uh, fantasy soccer on, on his show and uh, do a little bit of a preview of what's going on. So check that out. Usually around one on, uh, on the, Fridays on Sirius XM. Uh, look for the fantasy newsletter. Please subscribe if you haven't already. It's it's some pretty good uh, some content. I think try to get things a little bit more personal. And I answer questions, so send questions. Uh, please do send questions for content to uh, help new players, experienced players, whatever you want to do. Uh, no question is too silly or off the wall. So let me know. I'd love to provide the content. Also, don't forget to head over to Reddit through r slash fantasy MLS. Check out the Discord over at mlsfantasyboss.com, and of course, hit us up on Twitter. We love interacting with people. It's so much fun. Thank you, everyone, for joining us tonight. Good luck. <laughs>